Hey, you guys, what is up? I don't know if you heard that, but my dog's just, <laughs> he's grumbling down here. Okay, Walter. Um, anyways, so in today's podcast, I interview Ainsley Britton, and she is the host of the Wild Confidence podcast. She's also an Enneagram coach. She loves to help young adults discover and rediscover their identity in Christ. So we're going to have some great conversation today. Um, about building our confidence, fighting fear, embracing self-awareness, and we're also talking about boo-boo dudes. If you do not know what a boo-boo dude is, definitely stick around. If you guys like my podcast, hook it up and give your girl a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Maybe even, you know, write a little review about what you like about it. That would mean a lot to me. All right, I'm done blabbing. Cue my theme song. Hey you guys, welcome to the Empowered Podcast, hosted by your girl, Miranda Lee. I hope you're ready to get confident, throw away the all or nothing mindset, fully surrender to God, and strive to be 1% better every day. Don't forget, you are enough, you are worthy, and you are loved. Alrighty, let's get this party started. Hi Ainsley, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so excited to talk to you. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. So for those who do not know you, who are you? What do you do? What's your story? Give it to us. Yeah, Um, I do a lot of different things, so I'll try to be concise. Um, My name is Ainsley B. I am an author, speaker, Enneagram coach, and online mentor, and I help young adults discover or rediscover their identity in Christ, whether it was misplaced Um, you know, in work or in a relationship or literally anywhere, we kind of um, recenter and rediscover who we are, the the why behind our actions and how we can move forward as our best self. Awesome. I think that's something that a lot, a lot of us struggle with, especially in the secular world is, you know, putting our identity into the wrong things and not putting it into Christ. And I'm just mm-hmm. wondering, have you, is that something you struggled with to get to where you are now, where you want to help other people find their identity in Christ? Did you have like some, you know, identity crisis when you were younger? Yeah, definitely. Um, mine was about, I guess it was like towards the end of my college career. So I had really grown up in the church. I was very familiar with um, the Bible and what God says about you. And I went to a Christian high school and um, was essentially spoon fed faith my whole life. So whenever I got to college and I had to really fight for it for myself, I didn't really know what I was doing, but I was trying really hard and I was trying to figure out what that looks like and how this all fit into who I am as a person, as I evolve and change. And I mean, your late teens, early twenties are insane in general, trying to make these huge life decisions when you, uh, like your mom was doing your laundry last week. So for some people, so, um, I found myself in an abusive relationship that was uh, obviously very toxic if it was abusive, but um, verbally, physically, emotionally, all of those things. And not only that, but it was social media was popping up. And 
so it was essentially broadcast, right? So people kind of knew about it through social media and it was a very tricky situation. It was very traumatic and I was still developing, growing, figuring out who I was and what my purpose was in, in, in life. So whenever that relationship ended, I was totally lost. I had put all of my identity in that relationship, um, mainly because I was manipulated into doing so. But regardless, that's what happened. And whenever it was over, I felt like I was completely lost. I was looking around. There was no one there. Um, I didn't know what to think about myself, what to think about the world, what to think about my faith, nothing. So I had to do a, a rediscovery of my own identity and it led to probably the most life-changing revelations that I still carry with me today and help others walk through as well. And all, I mean, there's tons and tons of things that I, that I learned that thankfully I'm able to share with other people because around that time, it was kind of funny that the Lord, clearly him, because this never happened before in my, in my life, but girls or women who experienced the same thing would start to just become friends with me or um, say that I, I heard, you know, about this and I'm going through it too. And I need your help. And like, so it, it kind of, these women were placed in my life to help them walk through these seasons. And it was just kind of crazy how rebuilding and reintroducing ourselves to the Lord was so restorative and so life-changing and led to who we are today. I feel like a lot of people when, you know, they hear these stories of, you know, I, I had, I had a hard time with, you know, finding my identity in Christ and I did this, this and that. And, you know, now everything's good. I think people assume that it happens so fast and that it was yeah. just like a light switch, like, oh, I had this realization and now everything's good. And I feel like it can be kind of discouraging for people who are like in it right now. Mm -hmm. um, so was this something that happened in a short period of time? Was it something that took months, maybe a year, more, more than a year? I don't know. Can you like shed, shed some light on that? Yeah, I think, um, it, I think different things happened at different times, but so, I mean, I would even say that it's still continuing and that was seven years ago ish, you know? Um, but I will say that I was so hellbent for healing. I was like, I kind of realized that I had lived under someone else's thumb for so long. And I was like, finally free again. So within two weeks, I was kind of healed from the breakup part of it, which I believe is incredibly miraculous. And I would attribute that to how much I raced into the throne room. Like I was literally never leaving the presence of God until I was healed. It's kind of like when Jacob wrestles with God in the Bible and he's like, I will not let go until I get a blessing. That's kind of how I was. And I was like, I'm not leaving until you heal me. And cause I'm so tired of living with my identity wrapped up in someone else. So the breakup part, I would say probably took about two weeks to like heal from, which again, miraculous, unheard of. I can't even believe it still, but the identity piece is something that, um, yeah, I think it's ever evolving. It's always happening that 
hopefully it happens for the rest of my life and I don't ever get stuck in who I was or who I am today. I always want to be better um, the next day. You know, I want tomorrow, I want to be better than today and the next day and be better than tomorrow. So um, yeah, that's always, that's an always thing. It's self-discovery is forever. I hope, you know, I hope to never become complacent and but the big kind of identity shift probably took, I mean, I'm trying to think probably a couple of months for me to really be like, okay, no, if I were to, you know, run into him on the street, I would be totally fine because of where I've cemented my identity and where I've replaced it, where I've put it now. But of course, you know, it's, it's a roller coaster. It's not really like linear healing is never linear so there were some good days there were some bad days and um yeah still continuing always continuing self-awareness self-discovery <laughs> exactly it's a never ending never ending journey and like I just think it's an amazing story that you completely surrendered to God and things did mm-hmm. happen faster than they normally would have and I feel like um, when people are going through tough times, sometimes it's like they, they kind of like dip their toe in, into surrendering and it's like, well, surrender a little bit. And it's like, if you want to actually have a change in your life, you have to completely surrender to God. And I just think like you are a prime, a prime example of that. The fact that, like you said, it's miraculous that you were over the breakup in two weeks. Like that is unheard of. It's unheard and- of. And it's because you completely surrendered to God and you weren't taking no for an answer. And like it says in the Bible, ask and you will receive. And mm-hmm. you were asking nonstop. And I think that's just something that we all need. We all need to do in every aspect of our lives. Yeah. And, and on a practical level, like if you're experiencing the breakup and you're like, wow, you suck because that story doesn't sound like mine. Um, a, I totally understand that. <laughs> and B, I like did not text back. I was not speaking to him. This was, and that was really hard. But I think a lot of, times, I had someone actually uh, ask me the other day, she was like, so can I text so-and-so? And I was like, I mean, you can, but just think about why you want to text him. And it was, you know, an ex of her, she's trying to heal and get over it. And um, she was like, yeah, you're right. Like I, I want to be pursued. I don't want to be the pursuer, which is definitely, you know, what I think is best for me. I thought, I think that's best for her too. But, um, the main thing in like being obedient and pursuing your, uh, your restoration and also surrendering is you have to be willing to do the hard stuff. You have to be willing not to text back. You have to be willing to delete their number if you need to. Um, I mean, and I just hit my breaking point. It was one of those things that I was, I was so desperate that that's kind of what led to my surrender. Sometimes you have to be so desperate that you surrender everything. And I think we forget how much we need healing and how much we need the Lord every day. We forget that we need him. We forget that there's a spiritual battle going on, that there's, there's, there's an enemy that literally comes to steal, kill, and destroy us. Like that is anything bad that happens in life. I always say, oh, that's, that's the enemy. Anything bad. I don't care if I stub my toe. I'm like, that was Satan. 
look at him because I want to create this awareness of the spiritual warfare that's going on because that creates the awareness of how much um, I'm required to surrender, not only surrender, but fight for myself and my healing and my faith. So what does it mean to, you know, embrace our self-awareness and how can we do that? I personally believe that self-awareness is crucial if you want to be a good member of society. Um, it, I mean, it means understanding who you are, why you, why you do the things that you do and how you can move forward. And I mean, almost like a a phoenix, right? Rising from the ashes, like self-awareness is what helps you do that. Now, I believe that partnering with the Lord is one of the best ways to do that, but there's all kinds of tools that are available to anyone. I mean, the main thing that helped me was the Enneagram, which is why I became a coach, (laughs) but that had to be in partnership with the gospel. Because I always say like the Enneagram really just leaves you kind of bleeding on the operating table. It just cracks you wide open and you're like, oh, what do I do with now that all my wounds are exposed? Well, I prefer to partner with the great physician. I prefer to let the Lord sew me back up instead of try to do it on my own. So while it is called self-awareness, it's really, I think it's really more about like understanding our dependence on the Lord. but understanding the why behind the things that I do has totally changed my life, totally changed my relationship with my husband or my friendships or my family. And I mean, to embrace self-awareness is to care for those around you because you're caring for yourself. You're opening up your threshold and being able to pour out because you have poured in so much and you have taken care of yourself and you have understood, you know, whenever I get angry, uh, what are my, what are these things that trigger my anger? Why do I react like this? What's a better way for me to react? What's a better way that I can go about this? Or like, instead of slamming a door, maybe you're being able to vocalize. I feel angry. I feel upset to someone in front of you. And that's a really big deal. I mean, to be able to vocalize your feelings is a really big deal that not enough people uh, develop in a healthy way, right? So um, there's tons of tools out there as far as, you know, like I said before, the Enneagram, Myers-Briggs, Strength Finders. I mean, I do, I love them all. The more self-awareness, the more uh, self-discovery, the better, in my opinion, the more I'm thinking like, okay, this is who God made me to be. That, that way I can accept who God made me to be, but grow from it as well. I'm never going to be able to, I'm never wanting to put myself in a box. I want to see the box that I thought I was in and grow out of it in partnering with the Lord and doing all of that and saying like, oh, this is not a good side of me. God, can you restore this side of me? Can you restore this anger or can you restore this brokenness? Can you restore this, um, I don't know, even even shyness. I had a girl that I mentored for a while who was just so painfully shy, but it had everything to do with this lack of self-awareness she had. She didn't really know why she did the things she did or why she was so painfully shy, partnered with the Lord, talked to him about it, reintroduced herself to him. And now 
she's still not, um, she's not going to go hop on stage and sing a song, but (laughs) she can introduce herself and be confident in a conversation. And it's been life-changing to see her go through that. I mean, it's so cool to see different people embrace their self-awareness and partner with the Lord in the restoration of that. I love that. And it's just like you said about self-awareness and, you know, like the Enneagram or whatever personality um, quiz it is that it it's self-awareness. It isn't your identity. And I think a lot of people like they'll mm-hmm. see the Enneagram or the Myers-Briggs and they'll be they'll they'll be like, oh, well, this is what I am. This is my identity. And it's like, no, the point of it, which I love that you pointed out, is for it to bring you self-awareness, but you find your identity in Christ. Because I think yeah. when it when it comes to self-awareness, how do we know what to properly pray for and bring before God and what to properly surrender if we aren't self-aware of who we are, the struggles that we have, the fact that we do something that 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 isn't right for you know our partner if it's you know slamming doors and not being able to to truly be self-aware of our emotions and and why we feel the the way we do yeah I mean I believe if the guy I was dating you know seven years ago if he would have been self-aware he wouldn't have been abusive and like that can I mean I I believe that anyway I believe if he truly understood himself, he would not have harmed anyone else. And I, so what could that mean for the rest of the world? Wow. That's, that's so true. And I think if we think of a lot of abusive people in the world, whether it's, you know, physically, emotionally, verbally, yeah, I think something they all have in common is they lack self-awareness. Yeah. And it just, it comes out as insecurity. So how can we build our confidence and fight fear to help us embrace our self-awareness? I think when people think of the word confidence, you know, you don't want to be, I I can't even say too confident because like, I think if you use confidence in the right way, it's it's an amazing tool, but to Mm -hmm. be so confident that you don't rely on God, like having that balance of of having confidence, fighting fear, embracing our self-awareness, but still relying on God. Yeah. I, when I think of the word confidence, I think of an assurance. Um, this, I'm just, you know, having a conversation with you and I am assured that the things I'm saying are good for some, someone out there. (laughs) I don't know who, but someone will need to hear them because I believe that the Lord works in that way for the good of all of his children. So I can be assured that he is going to take whatever I say and say, maybe even translate it for someone. You, I've, I've had girls that I've worked with. I will have said something. They will have heard something totally different, but it's what they needed to hear. And it's almost like the Lord kind of went between us and remade my words to fit what she needed to hear in that moment. And that had nothing to do with me. I was not a part of that translation. I just happened to be willing to be the one talking. So whenever you kind of step out into obedience and trust and pray and ask that the Lord work through you, you have an assurance in him. You have this like security that he will provide. He'll care for you. He'll care for others through you. I mean, it's incredible. So 
building that looks like depending on him even more. Like that is the only reason I'm confident. If I was confident in my own abilities and my own strength, I would fail. And I have failed millions and millions of times. But I can confidently say that I have never failed whenever I've been walking in what the Lord has for me. Not by the world standards, but by the fact that I've never lost myself along the way whenever I've placed my dependence, identity, and work in him. So Wild Confidence uh, is a podcast that I started because I was like, man, I just want to share what other people um, who directly have influenced my confidence or self-awareness or faith have shared. So everyone on my podcast, um, most everyone, probably 90% of our guests are people that I know in real life, or I have learned from, even if I've never met them, or maybe only met them once, they've mentored me without even knowing it because I've read their books or listened to their sermons or whatever. And I'm like, I need other people to hear this. I need other people to learn from this person. Um, my friend Blake, she will sit across the coffee table from me and be like, no, get up and go. You're doing the thing. <laughs> and sometimes you just need that kind of person, but she is whole, she's in tune with the Holy spirit. So she's saying that not in a Blake to Ainsley, but from the Lord to Ainsley, right? That's what I needed to hear in that time. So that's her depending on him to produce truth for me. And that happened to be a gift for me in that moment. Um, I personally believe that building faith is crucial to building confidence. I think the more you surrender, the more confident you are. And shoot, my uh, wild confidence is a ton of sources. If you just want to hear straight from the people who directly influenced me and changed my life when it came to that, just some of their advice and some of the advice that the Lord spoke through them for sure. Hey guys, absolutely loving this conversation, but I have a few quick questions for you. Do you find yourself struggling with your eating habits? You're either restricting or you don't eat enough or you overindulge and feel crappy. Do you find yourself emotionally eating, constantly fighting cravings and having a hard time sticking to a workout regimen? Are you so busy with work, school or being a parent that you find it so hard to just have the motivation to cook or meal prep or even work out? Or do you just have no idea where to start? You want to improve your nutrition, but all you know is restrictive dieting. What if I told you you can find food freedom, eat food you love, improve your health, increase your energy, and fall back in love with yourself all while reaching your health goals? This is what I do, you guys. As a health and confidence coach, I actually teach you everything you need to know so you don't have to meal prep, you don't have to exercise hours a day, you can stop stressing and still reach your health goals because it'll just be second nature to you. You deserve it. I promise you, you deserve it. So if you're interested in one-on-one -on -one coaching with me, you can click the link in my show notes for a free discovery call. And you can also reach out to me on Instagram at this is Miranda Lee. All right, let's get back to the show. I think like the biggest takeaway I have from everything that you said is like our confidence isn't really in just ourselves. It's our confidence in God. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've 
I mean, that answers my next question of how does our relationship with God increase our confidence? And it, <laughs> there's just a direct link. Absolutely. We're, we're just more, it's not that we're more confident in who we are by ourselves. It's just, we're confident in our relationship with God and who, and who God is. And it's, I was watching, um, I was watching a sermon yesterday um, and they were talking about the movie Moana and kind of relating it to, you know, to the Bible. And they were saying that, you know, God doesn't pick like super extraordinary people to carry out, you know, his, his word and to make a difference in the world. He, like in Moana, it was just some young girl it mm-hmm. wasn't some, you know, king or big, strong man or anything that you'd think like, oh, this is the one who's going to save the whole island. Like, it's just an ordinary person. And yeah. it's because, you know, if we think of ourselves, like, yeah, we're ordinary people, but, you know, God put us on the earth for a reason. And we should have so much confidence because of our relationship with him and what he's capable of, not just of what we are capable of ourselves and like I even think about my own confidence journey and yeah I've noticed that my relationship with the Lord like the closer I get to him like the more confident I am as a person in in everything that I do because God God doesn't doesn't want me to fail and I'm not going to fail and you know society's idea of failure and God's idea of failure are so different. I think we just need to really remember that. Yeah, absolutely. And it's kind of, I love that you said like the ordinary people that he uses. Um, What's that? There's like a, I don't even know who said it. There's like a phrase that's like, he doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. Yep. Yep. I have no clue who said it. I remember hearing that like in high school. I don't know, but that's the thing is that like, we're not worthy of this calling we're just chosen. Like we are just people who he sees the best in and wants to use us for his glory. Like what? I mean, the people in the Bible, I wish I remembered every, everything from everybody, but like Moses led people to freedom and had a stutter. He was super insecure, did not want to go talk to Pharaoh and because of his stutter. And like, he, he did an incredible thing. Uh, Mary Magdalene was uh, possessed with like a, a lot of demons and yet was used in an incredible way. The woman at the well was an adulteress and was like one of the first evangelists <laughs> because she just ran through the town talking about how incredible Jesus was. And it, it's those kind of things that, it doesn't matter what your story is. It matters your restoration and partnering with him and going through that journey to become the most confident version of yourself by depending and surrendering in him and when his plan for your life. Yeah. And I think if we, like, whenever we doubt ourselves or think that we're not enough or capable, like ultimately we're doubting God. Like if if you doubt that you can't do something, I mean, yeah, you can't do anything alone. You need God. But if you like completely doubt and have no confidence in yourself, you know, that's, that's just 
doubting God. And the same thing when we're down here on earth saying these horrible things about ourselves or looking in the mirror and saying these negative things about our body, like that's God's creation. We are God's creation. We aren't, we aren't offending ourselves. We aren't being mean to ourselves. Like we're telling God that what he made wasn't good enough. What he made isn't worthy. What he made isn't capable of changing the world of doing this, 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 or that. And, you know, and it's kind of self-absorbed to think that it only affects ourselves and that it's about ourselves. It's not about us. Right. It's about God and all, and all the gifts and that God gave us and the purpose that he had, that he has for us in this world. That's just, you know, a millisecond of our eternity that we're going to live. Like we need to stop being selfish and thinking it's about us. It's not about us. It's about God and what he put us on the earth for. So we need to be confident. We need to trust in our relationship with God. And we just, you know, like you said, this is a, a never ending learning opportunity we should always be trying to better ourselves and grow closer to god yeah and and that kind of uh insecurity or whenever we start to feel that insecurity or or like you said we're we're doubting god like that is a red flag to show you you're depending on your own strength that's that indicator that says oh I don't think I can do this because I'm depending on my own strength. Lord, can you just take this from me and remind me of your strength and how your strength is made perfect in my weakness, please? You know, that is exactly how that conversation can go. And that's how you can constantly renew that um, confidence and put to death that insecurity. Yeah. And that's why we need to surrender ourselves daily to God. It's not a one-time thing. It's something we need to do every day. We need to be aware of it. You know, we need to have that self-awareness. We need to have that relationship with God where every single day we are surrendering ourselves to God and making that choice to be confident in his creation. It's not something we can do just once. It, it's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. You're exactly right. So going back to, you know, your past and your past relationship, I know that in your podcast, you have an episode on boo-boo dudes. Um, so for those who haven't listened to that episode, what is a boo-boo dude and how do we spot them? I love talking about boo-boo dudes. That's my favorite topic. Um, so the best way that I can probably describe it for like current times is I guess young adults, college students, everyone's kind of heard of like an F boy. Mm. Um, that's pretty much what a boo-boo dude is, but a boo-boo dude is the Christian way to say that, or not even Christian, but like a way to say it without cussing. Yep. But <laughs> it's really a guy who doesn't deserve your time or attention, but we're worried that he'll text back if he'll text back or not. Um, a guy who might leave you on red, a guy who might be abusive, any mistreatment is the mistreatment we I say is boo-boo but the guy is a boo-boo dude. And let's, let me be clear. Girls can be boo-boo as well. That's absolutely true. And, and guys don't have to be boo-boo dudes forever. So there is forgiveness and room to change always, but we can't deny the fact that 
I mean, I took a poll recently and it was like 80% of the people who answered had all dated a boo-boo dude. We've, a lot of people have had experiences that were not positive when it came to dating and how you can spot them is how do they make you feel? I mean, immediately that's going to be a good kind of indicator. Do you feel valued, treasured, and um, celebrated? If not, you need to say goodbye. Like, if he, if you are wondering, you know, outside of, you know, you have to do the work for yourself. And if you're in a good place with your confidence and with the Lord, and you're still wondering if he's going to, if it's Wednesday and he said a couple of weeks ago that he wanted to see you this coming weekend, but like, he hasn't really responded to anything. And I wonder if he still wants to see me. Um, okay. That was Wednesday. Okay. Thursday comes, gosh, I wonder if he's, I'm trying to make plans, but I'm not really sure if I should make plans because like, what if he wants to make plans and then Friday comes and you still haven't heard from him? No, you make your own plans. And if he wants to start making plans on a Friday for Friday night, no, that's too late. Unless you're like in a relationship and you kind of know that Fridays are your nights, you know, but if you're in that talking phase or you're just texting and you're just wondering all the time, that's exhausting. If you feel exhausted by someone, if you feel just not valued, if you feel used, if you feel abused, that's a boo-boo dude. And it's time to let it go and do the work on yourself because that is an indicator. If you're holding on to something that is not holding on to you, it's time to let it go. And it's going to be hard and you're going to want to give up and you're going to want to cave, but that is where that self-awareness piece. And that's where that partnering with the Lord piece comes in. And that's where that confidence piece comes in, where you are able to recognize what you're worth, who your identity is in and your value so that you do not settle for boo-boo dudes. I love that. That's so true. And I think if we even have to ask ourselves, is this guy a boo-boo dude, then he's a, he's a boo-boo dude. Like usually, yeah. Even if you have to question it, because I mean, yeah, I've, I've dated not the best guys as well. And I just remember when I met my husband and like right away, when we first started, you know, talking and hanging out the things he was doing and saying, I was like, boys do this. Like he asked me on a date right away. Like Mm -hmm. we spent the last two days together and he, he wants to hang out again. I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know he actually wanted a guy would actually want to spend time with me like almost every day. Yeah. It's it's just crazy to me. And I think, uh, unfortunately, a lot of the times we don't realize this until we find, you know, the right guy. And we're just like, wow, yeah, this is how I deserve to be treated. And like, if you even have to question it, like you don't don't give them, don't give excuses for them for like why they act the way they act. Like, is that someone you're going to want to be with? I don't know. It's just, I feel like a a lot of us, probably everyone has, has talked to or dated someone who it's like, eh, you should have seen the red flags. Yeah. And it's kind of funny. Um, my, when I first started dating my husband, people would be like, oh, you need to be careful. Like be careful with him. He has a little bit of a reputation. And I was like, I mean, okay, but so far he has been incredible to me. (laughs) And he had had, he had just gone through a a restoration and like a change and improved his relationship with the Lord right before he and I met. So he's an example of someone who 
may have had boo-boo-doo tendencies, but grew out of them and grew closer with the Lord. And I have never, never, ever been treated poorly by him. So there's definitely hope for everyone. Definitely hope for every boo-boo-doo and every girl who is boo-boo. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, you know, you know, if it's, if he's boo-boo or not, it's just, if you want to do something about it. And just to clarify, just because there's hope doesn't mean you're going to be the one like to change them. Like you said, your, your husband, Yeah, I didn't change him. Yeah. You restored his, his, he restored his relationship with God before me, before he even met me. Yeah. That I had nothing to do with that for sure. And it's funny that you say that because when I met my husband, it was the opposite as people were warning him about me and it was, I definitely wasn't a boo-boo girl, but my approach to guys was like, you know, you have to play the game. Like you, you can't actually act like you're too invested or you actually like him or something like that. And it's like, wow, these boo-boo dudes kind of shaped me and how I um, you know, approached a relationship and, Absolutely. and it's like, wow, when, when I met my husband, I, you know, I, I treated him amazing. He treated me amazing. And it's just, you know, cause both of our hearts were in it and we just can't think that we can change someone. Cause it's something they have to make the change themselves and restore their relationship with God. And, and like you said, you, someone could be a boo-boo dude or boo-boo girl before, and they can change, but we can't think that we're the ones that can change them. It has to do with their self-awareness. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And their work with the Lord for sure. Awesome. So how can our listeners, you know, find you, reach you, connect with you, give it to us? Yeah. I hang out on Instagram more than anywhere probably. And that is at Ainsley B. It's A-I-N-S-L-E-Y-B. And my website is ainsleybritton.com. That kind of has a collection of, of projects or uh, podcast episodes from previous seasons. Um, Wild Confidence is the podcast. And if anybody's into the Enneagram, I have an Enneagram TikTok called Enneagram and Chill. So what's, what's your Enneagram type? I'm a two wing three. Okay. So what what's the, I'm not a pro. I kind of know them. So which one's a two? Sure. That's the helper. The helper. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you know your type? I know I'm a perfectionist. I'm the reformer. The one. The one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I know I'm that. What's your husband? He's a strong three, the achiever. I, <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> yeah, my husband's um, a nine. So, you know, he's, he's the people pleaser. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And like we were talking about <laughs> earlier, like the self-awareness, like just because you know there's a major difference between the ones and the nines and um just having that you know self-awareness and awareness of him it it just helps us understand each other better so you know it's just it's pretty good to to understand yourself better and understand your significant other better because we can't even like when it comes like to the love languages and stuff we can't try to shower our significant other with our love language we have to shower them with their love language and that takes yeah. a lot of you know self-awareness and a well an awareness on their part too yeah you're exactly right for sure 
Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Ainsley. I will link all your info in the show notes so people can follow you, connect with you, listen to your, listen to your podcast. So thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed this conversation. All right, you guys, that is it for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Ainsley. So let's just wrap it up in a quick word of prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for another beautiful, wonderful day and the time that we have blessed here on this earth. Help us build our confidence, build self-awareness, and just put our identity in you, Lord. In your heavenly name, I pray. Amen. Amen.